Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Skift Ideas podcast. Thank you for tuning in. For today's episode, we're joined by Michael Firstman, co-founder at one of the most interesting brands around right now, Pendry Hotels and Resorts. Michael, very nice to have you with us. Thanks, Colin. Great to be here. So I want to start off a little bit by talking about Montage, right? Montage is a very high-end, beautiful luxury brand. I want to have our readers kind of understand what Montage is, but how did you start Pendry and, and how did you keep some of that luxury savoir-faire and the, and the, the learnings from the Montage level of, of hotel and poured it into something new while kind of preserving some connective tissue. So I'd love to start there. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's a, it's a great way to sort of explain Pendry and who we are and what we're about is, is to understand what montage is. So that's a, it's a great place to start. Um, so this is our 20th year, uh, as a company with montage international, uh, montage was, was founded by my father, Alan Firstman 20 years ago, who was a, a great general manager and a you know veteran hospitality leader. And he really sort of founded the company with this idea that, um, you know, old world luxury was needed a change, that the, there was sort of a, a white space in luxury hospitality. And with a, uh, by creating a service culture that was um, a little bit more in the moment, a little bit warmer, less scripted, um, by taking the idea of luxury and making it more comfortable and less sort of stuffy, less white glove, um, and really focusing on some incredibly key areas of the overall experience and, and um, you know, some things that are more commonplace today felt very revolutionary then by you know, t- treating food and beverage as a, a real sort of experience and not just hotel restaurants and really celebrating spa in a way that engages the local community sort of added all of these things together and created this, what at the time kind of really revolutionized this sort of the more traditional luxury hospitality space. Um, and, you know, incredibly proud of them. I was, you know, off in college watching from afar as this started. I, I kind of came back in, uh, you know, four or five years after the company had started and uh, you know, was with, uh, with my dad and the team helping to grow the brand. And we sort of started to see that there was another generation of luxury customer coming into being behind that really wanted this, uh, really wanted to experience on one end, the ideas that were represented by Montage, the, the um, incredible service culture, uh, the credibility, the reliability, the substance of a classic luxury brand, um, the discipline that it took to, to really um, build a culture, to execute incredibly well, to take care of guests, to do it in environments that felt you know, comfortable and gracious, and to do it against kind of some of the top hospitality competitors in the industry. If we could take a lot of those ideas, but pair them with a different style of luxury, that then came to sort of represent this this idea that grew into Pendry, um, sort of um, all those things, the substance, the credibility, the infrastructure, um, the relationships that we have with the travel community and our guests, um, that just completely represented in a different way. We thought that would be a really interesting uh, sort of study 
uh, to create uh, you know this experience and, and a, a brand for this next wave of luxury customer. And for someone that hasn't stayed at a Pendry, let's let's pick a property. Let's pick West Hollywood. So you pull up. Tell me what you're experiencing with that check in with the surroundings, like what are you feeling and, and what is the service culture kind of telling you? Yeah, well, Pendry West Hollywood, it's it's uh, it's special in that, you know, it's it's a great property that's located right on Sunset Boulevard in a really urban city in Los Angeles. Um, but the feeling that is represented there when you arrive is just, it's an amazing, um, great arrival experience. There's a, a large courtyard piazza that you enter um, there's the first moment that you actually sort of experience the hotel and, and the aesthetic. It's very artistic. There's this incredible Anthony James, uh, seven foot tall, wide sculptural piece, uh, a light and space piece. That's the signature moment. Um, there's, there's a really sort of intimate homey arrival experience where you kind of t- turn a corner, uh, and you have this great interaction with, uh, with, with a really intimate scale with our team. Um, it's, it's meant to feel artistic. It's meant to feel inspiring. Uh, it's, it's really bold. Uh, it's a, it's a sort of beautiful way to, to really start to understand, um, what West Hollywood is about. It's feels very fashionable. Um, it's again, very sort of bold in colors. It's just great art deco sort of contemporary design that, in the same time sort of feels of the place, but also transports you into this totally different world. Uh, so it's a, it's a sort of a great palate cleanse and sort of experience a sort of a start of this experience within a hotel. And what's really interesting to me is that stretch of sunset um, was kind of characterized by a lot of high concept things, you know, that were very style, but not always substance. There were the thing we won't name names here, but where, Perhaps it was aesthetically good, but the service didn't really shake out. And what I think is very noticeable is there's a, a style of service, um, even though you're in a refined and, and artistic, interesting place that really pops compared to a traditional luxury hotel, there is a level of, of detail and service that you would expect, you know, at, at you know, more of a traditional luxury hotel. And I think that that's the through line that really stands out. And, you know, what were the consumer insights that helped you guys arrive at the, the melange of things that kind of went into Pendry in terms of what travelers were, the new era of travelers were looking for? Yeah, I think, you know, it, look, what's, what's amazing about our industry is you're consistently getting feedback and building relationships with guests. So we're, we're hearing, you know, with Montage, you know, how we, the things that resonate with our guests, we're hearing that um, this style of service, this sort of being a little bit more comfortable in their skin and uh, sort of our, our very sort of gracious approach, uh, our service culture clearly like cut through and connected with people. And this idea of, of you know, that, that connection, that idea of hospitality, that's, that's universal. I think depending, you know, I think people, whether you're in ultra luxury or luxury lifestyle, I think people want to be taken care of. So keeping that at its core was, was, you know, priority one for us and really sort of thinking through 
and and listening to our guests and and sort of observing how are they utilizing our hotels and how are the younger luxury guests sort of traveling and where are they dining and what like how how are they thinking about culture sort of drove us to let's try to bring some of those elements into the hotel experience can we keep this incredible service culture that we've built can we look after our guests the way that we do it can we hire this you know can we hire in the same manner in which we do can we train our team in the same manner which we do? Can we create this amazing culture? But can we bring in, you know, a different style of architecture? Can we bring in? Can we play with scale in a different way? Can we bring in uh, different styles of restaurants and different styles of bars and different amenities that really sort of call to this this sort of newer wave of luxury customer um, in a way that resonates with them? Uh, and, and, you know, that idea that, that sort of we've kind of now sort of called, called a brand or sort of think of this positioning as contemporary luxury, that idea, you're, you're, you're always sort of chasing this, this, um, this like magical sort of set of offerings for our guests. And that's one of the things I, I love about this business is it's always evolving. The guest needs are always changing. And I think if we stay in this mindset where, you know, we're hosts, we're entrepreneurial, and uh, on behalf of our brands, we're sort of creating these, these worlds for our guests where we take care of them and we do everything we can to meet whatever needs they have while they're there, whether it's uh, the need for inspiration and great design and art and architecture, or it's the need for just, you know, relaxation and rejuvenation, or therefore, you know, a, a day or two of, of work and meetings and, and want to feel uh, like everything is at their fingertips while, while in-house, like that's, you know, that's our business. We take care of people in that way, which is, I think, really exciting. I also think you're breaking some rules in a nice way. You know, I saw Pendry in Park City and I thought that it's surrounded by kind of the old, like old world ski luxury tropes, but this is very sleek, very modern Japanese sort of steakhouse. The concepts were kind of an HD, though they were surrounded by things that were kind of playing all the same notes. And so I think that there's a role to Pendry that is a little bit of like polite provocation, right? To, to the comp set um, that I think I found interesting at least. Yeah, I think, um, well, thank you. I think that's, I think one of the things we're proud about, so sort of in this space and contemporary luxury or, or luxury lifestyle, what we think is really interesting about our brand is there's not one particular aesthetic that we as Pender stand for, right? It's really more about sort of this mindset and kind of meeting our guests in this in this world. And it frees us to really do the right thing by each property and have like a really strong point of view and, 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 and like stand for something in each place. So in the case of Pendry Park City, that the mission was to create something that felt like an architecturally impressive, really engaging, really modern ski destination. So to stay away from craftsmen or sort of mountain um, architecture, and to bring in, as you mentioned, a Japanese steakhouse. We have a high energy Mexican Mexican food restaurant as well. We have a great rooftop pool and bar. The types of amenities that you don't typically have in a ski destination. Um, while at the same time, it's ski in, ski out. It's you know in the canyons, which is building itself as one of the great ski destinations. 
uh, in Park City. So we're we're excited about sort of chasing that. Um, I'm you know I'm calling you right now from our Pendry Hotel in Newport Beach, which we just opened. Uh, another incredible property, wildly different sort of overall concept that drives the narrative for Pendry Newport Beach. This is a garden hotel. Uh, it's not new build. We inherited a, a great building with wonderful bones that originally was a Four Seasons. And the incredible thing about this property is there's 35 year plus old, beautiful foliage in the front yard and the backyard of the hotel. And we embraced that and really sort of made this this hotel feel like this modern, elegant, really sophisticated garden setting um, in Newport Beach. It's it's you know set back a bit from the ocean. The views all look out to the ocean, which is fantastic. It's not like Montage Laguna Beach where we're perched on a cliff, but that's okay because we've got this incredible garden that sort of fills all of the public spaces within the hotel and sets the tone for the stay and for the experience. So it's it's getting to really sort of understand what's gonna what is that hook what is that what is the thing that each property stands for and doing that under this under this umbrella of contemporary luxury and of pendry and making sure that we have these you know a, a set of really uh, wonderful sort of brand touch points that are are the same that you would experience from property to property is sort of be that narrative thread that ties everything together. Um, and that that really you know allows us to create these uh, you know meaningful destinations. It's it's a strong brand that can stretch and also absorb the essence of a place, right? Because that's what I've respected about the growth of Auberge is they can do Maddie's Tavern, they can do you know Santa Fe, and there still is a strong through line of what the brand is, but it's absorbing and it's kind of reflecting what what is. Um, of the place. And I think that the same can be said for Pendry because there's a very strong point of view, but not so strong of a point of view that it kind of subsumes or it, or it overpowers where it is. And I think that this brand finesse is really important because we've lived in a world filled with the kind of luxury has turned into a bit of a razor blade factory in terms of people scaling very quickly. Um, a luxury consumer, in my opinion, can tell when people have kind of cut corners in that hyper growth. And so we're at a reckoning point, right, where um, the intangibles, the, the the feelings, the vibes, the some of the the intent of 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 the garden of the 35 years of, of, of greenery. These are all the intangibles that that, you know, a luxury consumer or a just switched in person responds to and and they feel like they're getting value and they're not and they're not getting kind of fleeced out of their out of their money or or they're not seen as a as a mark which unfortunately i think a lot of luxury consumers feel like with other brands today um so i wanted to talk a little bit about um you know how you're finding the right people you know um i think the best talent obviously wants to work for the big names, the Four Seasons, Montage, et cetera. How do you make the case to a up and coming, you know, luxury hotelier um, to come jam with Pendry, right? Yeah. Like, um, how do you broker that deal? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's, it's so important. Um, it's always a challenge finding incredible you know, teammates and partners, but it's one that we're up for. Um, I think the compelling story we have to tell is, is growth and opportunity. Right, so it's um, we we are a young, healthy, growing company, kind of going from the small to sort of midsize, I guess, um, with within our you know within our industry, and at the same time, while, while we're growing and creating opportunities for um, for you know lateral movement to to other properties, for upward mobility between crossover between both brands, which is really great. Um, we're also sort of small enough that you can have a personal relationship with with me. You can have a personal relationship with with my dad, Alan, um, with some of the real key players in our company that live and breathe, you know, our culture. That you know, we're we're all sort of in this incredible you know journey trying to build and create things together. So, I think it's we really embrace the fact that we're. You know, a smaller, you know, family-owned, privately held, you know, Southern California luxury-based hospitality company. We were fortunate enough to have two great brands that are resonating and growing right now. And uh, yeah, it's 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 fun to be able to create these opportunities for our for our colleagues to grow their careers, to travel the world, to learn a different um, skill set, and to sort of discover something else that they're passionate about within this industry. Um, and I mean, you know, there's, there's so many reasons why I love hospitality in general, but I, I find it to be one of the most democratic industries out there. I mean, you, if you have a, a sense of urgency and a great attitude and a passion about what you're doing, you really can start pretty much anywhere and, and learn a trade within a hotel. And there's so much opportunity to sort of transfer into other departments, and it's such a great, um, you know, rewarding industry that that rewards that that uh, that drive and that passion, um, and it's a it's a people industry. So, yeah, we all have our own networks. Um, we're constantly meeting people, chatting with people, uh, and and trying to find uh, new, new talent, you know, talented colleagues. Um, but you know, we have a we have a pretty compelling story to tell. Well, I like your point there, and it's something that I think I've always respected, but I maybe have not been as cognizant of it, is it is egalitarian, right? You don't have to have a, you know, your warden or HBS degree. You could come from, you know, um, an immigrant family, but if you have the right sort of mindset, if you have a growth mindset, if you have the sort of intangible human, you know, and emotional intelligence, the drive can kind of take you a lot of places. And I think what, what is interesting is you scale, you know, similar to Mandarin, similar to Four Seasons, you can create these geographically interesting careers for people, right? So they can they can build their own type of um, hospitality that's infused with a little bit of Mexico, infused with a little bit of Europe, you know, so on and so forth. I love that. I think the other point that's interesting is, um, I can't say the same for the first and second year analyst classes at Goldman, but, you know, AI is not going to be completely like eviscerating a lot of these jobs because you're in the human terrain. AI will fundamentally shape CRM, loyalty, ad targeting, brand creativity, things like that. But the, you know, interaction, the human connection 
facilitated by a good hospitality experience isn't going anywhere. So I think that that's also a very interesting point because a lot of other industries, we don't even know at this stage, you know, um, of where things are going. So there's, it's very interesting and heartening to hear you say that about, you know, how you're finding people and, and the, and the pitch you're making to them. We're going to pivot a little bit and talk about something you guys launched um, recently. Uh, members clubs obviously are all the rage. Lots of capital have come into them. My experience, you know, with some of them is it's almost the greatest trick the devil has ever pulled because you're getting people to pay more money um, for the illusion of exclusivity and also are not delivering on the service standards. But I think what you guys have done and what you're aspiring to do is use this sort of membership as a way to supercharge the hospitality, as a way to um, create this HD version of maybe something that you get at a Pendry Hotel. And I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on like what makes a great members club and, and how are you guys trying to execute in that sphere? Yeah. I, I like the way you put it in HD version because that's that's what it feels like. It's it's um, it's luxury, it's design, it's inspiration, but it's everything is sort of heightened and that much more intimate because you're dealing with members that are essentially you know members guests that members are guests that are your guests constantly, and you really get to know their needs, their desires, their preferences. Um, you get to connect them with one another. It's, it's actually really, it's really amazing. So we, we've, we're, we are about uh, two plus months into our, our first um, sort of full members club, the Elwood club at Pendry Newport beach. Uh, it's been an awesome first few months. We have, you know, hundreds of members now. Um, the idea for the club came about, it was, you know, we, we'd been looking at the private club space for a while um, thinking through, you know, we, we obviously have experience catering to luxury guests. Um, we you know, also cater to, um, very high end residents that live with us at our, at our, uh, Montage and Pendry properties and sort of recognized in the right setting, in the right market where we have the right amount of space, we can create a real, um, a real club environment where we can leverage the best things that we have in a hotel and uh, create uh, some, some very special you know, spaces that most likely wouldn't exist in a city, but for this hotel and sort of meet those spaces and, and meet that offering with a service culture that's on, should be unparalleled in the city. Uh, that, that was the, the, general idea. So the, the first club, the Elwood club, it's, you know, it's an entire wing of our property at Pendry Newport beach. There's a cabaret venue, a great, uh, sort of members pub with a golf simulator, a private restaurant with a garden. And then we then leverage and sort of overbuilt the other facilities and amenities at the property to accommodate both members and guests. So there's a, a great pool deck. There's an unbelievable spa and fitness center that just opened. Um, and then constant programming and constant feedback and um, iterating to get to a point where we've got this really nice environment where we're balancing now and you'll see it sort of at, 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 at full swing on a you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. 
the hotel is going off and it has its scene. The members club is going off and it has its scene. You'll see members sort of bounce from hotel, you know, facilities back to members facilities. And it's, it's really pretty special, um, really special. And, and we have, you know, tons of events where we're getting, you know, feedback. I just, you know, this over this weekend, there was a, uh, a fireworks viewing party as uh, for the Festive Lights show at the Newport Beach Harbor. There was breakfast with Santa for the kids uh, with reindeer on the lawn um, one morning. Uh, there was a floral making class. Uh, we had live music all three nights. Like it's it's there's just uh, constant uh, things happening. Uh, and and chatter and and uh, it's it's as I, I'm as I'm rambling talking about it it's it's I'm I'm doing so because there's like so many things happening within this club environment which was sort of the point and it becomes this really sort of exciting offering for people that live in this market where there's not an arts club here there's not a Soho house here here being Newport Beach Orange County Southern California the closest thing is in Los Angeles. So there's this untapped, you know, market of people that are looking for this um, and are used to sort of country clubs and country club pricing. Uh, so we think we are on to something really special. And it's your home turf, right? So you yeah. you can you kind of understand some of the alchemy, the social graph, the players in order to make something sort of like accretive, right? Absolutely. Because what you know it's very easy to just be exclusive or it's very easy to just like hire or it's not hire, but like to, to invite really like rich people. But there is kind of an alchemy that goes into these clubs um, that is intangible, right? That's you a great have, point. You want to have lots of types of different people. You want to have creative collisions. Um, so I think that that I'm kind of curious about how you think about that alchemy as you put it together. Yeah, it, well, look, that, that's a great point. I would say the the only way to I I know no other way in finding success in this industry than just living it and doing it right. So I, I think the reason why we have an interesting point of view on you know what we program for Montage Hotel or what we program for Pendry Hotel is my dad and I both spend 180 plus days a year traveling and experiencing things all over the world. And much of our team that work on these hotels with us do as well. And in terms of you know, a, a great sort of members club experience, a dynamic, like fun, really contemporary one in Southern California, like I'm fortunate enough to live here and sort of know that market and know the right people to sort of seed the energy of the club with. Um, but, and, and, um, really sort of help to find the right mix. I think a, a club is only as good as the people it's it's um, comprised of. And I think what, what really helps to create that right energy um, is a, a diverse mix of people, a balance between, you know, men and women and old and young. And I think it's really like having a, just as we have a point of view on what the guest experience should be or what the concept of the hotel should be, having a point of view on what the membership base should be, what the programming should feel like, what a Thursday relative to a Tuesday should feel like, how busy do we want to be on a Saturday? We, we have to have a, a real you know, idea on, on what we're trying to achieve. I think we're fortunate enough here that, that we do because we live and breathe this market. Um, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see this is our first and, you know, we're contemplating some, some, some more down the track. Um, and it'll be interesting and it'll be an interesting challenge to see if, if we do do that, how this translates where we can't spend as much time in the market. Um, but, you know, we, like anything else, we're, we're sort of A-B testing as we go. We find things that work incredibly well and we cling to those things and we and we do them we find things that aren't as successful we get away from them you know as as quickly as we can and that's you know i think as a as a uh, you know as a as a leader as a hospitality um you know as a as a hotelier that's that's our role and that's our responsibility for our guests with members clubs i think an interesting opportunity is the kind of collision between the older generations, you know, the guy that worked for was an investment banker for JP Morgan for 40 years and the kind of up and comers and the entrepreneurs. I don't think that there's always the overlap in a, in a way with like those two, as much as you would like it to be. And I just feel like there's so many interesting territories where it's like cool members clubs can invite all like the stylish, like 32 year old people, but like, I love the, I think the most interesting conversations I have are often with people that are, you know, 30 or 40 years older than me, because it's like the, the level of gravitas, the level of, of life experience. So I love the idea of a, of a, of a good club, almost facilitating that, not in a forced way, yeah. but just kind of osmosis and kind of vibes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's that's it's incredibly gratifying for us to see that, and that's I I, I share the same sentiment. Like, it just to have a seventy five year old person enjoying themselves here that's been through the battles, that have you know has a great life, that are out you know enjoying their life and spending money and spending time away and, and sort of in the scene enjoying themselves. I'm like, I want to do that when I'm seventy five. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to hang with this person and befriend them. And like, how did you get here? What did, like, what are you, you know, it's that, that, that is, it's very cool. Like, I think that the thing that I'm always kind of trying to unpack with what, what, what makes the alchemy right with these places is almost finding a generosity and B growth mindset as being kind of commonality with yeah. the people that you try to put into them. Um, which is, which is interesting. I wanted to switch gears a little bit, um, you know, with the expansion as you're thinking about this brand, uh, where do you want to take it in the world? You don't have to disclose deals that aren't closed, but like, where are the places where you're really aspiring to plant flags, um, you know, with this brand and to kind of scale what you've done so far? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. Uh, look, we, I think, there's, there's no grand ambition to get to a certain number. Um, you know, I, I think opening a couple of hotels a year is really comfortable. That's getting to be a good pace, which, you know, at any given time, we're sort of juggling more between six and 10 deals that are, that are happening at some phase of design and construction. And it, it's a, that's a really good sort of, um, I guess, sort of limiting function for us. Um, we, as we think about it, there's no deal that we want to be working on. There's no, no, like no number of opportunities that we want to be working on where I couldn't touch and feel every part of a property as we're developing it where, and similarly where I think my dad wouldn't have such a strong hand in it. If we've gone beyond that, we've sort of jumped the shark. Um, 
in terms of where we want to be, look, we're, I think we're fortunate enough to be, we're in some of the great cities in the U.S. right now. We're in L.A., New York, Chicago, D.C. Um, we're starting to get in resort markets. We're in Pendry Park, you know, we're Park City. We've got a great you know, ski resort. Um, we are, I'm really excited. We have some more sort of resort-oriented Pendries upcoming, which I think is, I think, you know, resorts are, are sort of most in need for kind of a, a new sort of way of thinking about what is luxury and, and what is this guest looking for. So our next property to open will be uh, Natarar, which is a country estate style resort um, just outside of New York City. It's in New Jersey, uh, in Somerset County, 500 acres, uh, formerly owned by the King of Morocco, like really cool property. Um, we're doing some stuff in the Caribbean now. Um, we're doing a, a great Pendry in Barbados. Uh, we announced the Pendry Resort that we're doing in Punta Mita, Mexico. Um, Seems on, like it's quite a hot spot right now, right? Oh, Punta Mita's on fire in the best way. It's it's. I mean, it's a, for for good reason. It's one of the most beautiful places. The weather's incredible most of the year. Um, great food scene, great surfing. Like it's a it's a very very fun destination, um, and a, pretty easy to get to. Very easy to get to, certainly from the West Coast. Uh, so I'm excited about continuing to sort of expand and evolve this brand into resort settings. Um, and beyond that, I mean, look, we, we, we'd love to be in Europe. We're not there yet in a significant way at all. Um, we're, we're having conversations, but we haven't found the right thing. Um, we'll be doing some stuff in the Middle East soon, which we're pretty excited about doing a lot in Latin America and the Caribbean. Um, I just want to be where our guests want to be. I just want to, you know, to, to be, I'm grateful for the opportunity to, um, have a chance to build things. And to just sort of stay, like, it's as simple as that. Like, we just want to build great products, great experiences, you know, really relevant, interesting things for our guests and sort of stay just ahead of them. So go go to the places they want to be and sort of start to find and discover some places where they don't know that they want to be yet, but are really excited once they figure out sort of why we've decided to plant the flag there. I think Natterar in New Jersey is a, is a great one for this. There's been so much, um, you know, emphasis on up, you know, upstate New York, Hudson Valley over the last bunch of years. I, I, think, for, I think for good reason, this idea of being so proximate to New York City and really sort of reconnecting with nature and getting out and having, you know, to experience all different seasons in this great sort of uh, environment. Um, Somerset County's beautiful it's a different direction it's a different state but you get like incredible trees and foliage and and the, the changing of leaves and colors and i like know, it because right. it's a it's a kind of contrarian move right i think a lot of upstate new york is kind of getting strip mined by everyone right now so i like that um it's it makes me happy that you guys are moving into the middle east just because there's so much dynamism right now you know i think yeah. that a lot of, i was i was saying the other day that a lot of American dreams are now happening, you know, out of Dubai, you know, in terms of global migrations, people kind of setting up a new life. Um, and obviously there's the Saudi opportunity, which I think has an opportunity to, to be executed with like taste and craft and not just a tremendous amount of luxury, opulence, things like that. I like what you said about still being able to be hands on. I worry, you know, some of these brands are, are given big checks by, you know, sovereign wealth funds. Um, and 
will find themselves confronted with the razor blade factory problem, right? So I like the fact that you guys are are staying close to a what your guests want and b um, making your presence felt, walking the rooms, understanding the sort of the, the sort of vibe and the intangibles. I think that's really important. Um, other things I wanted to talk with you about. So you're a student of hospitality. You see stuff. You observe. What do you like in the market right now? You know what? What do you go? What do you go see and and say? Wow, well executed, well done. Um, what are you inspired by? Oh man, uh, I honestly I think a lot of things outside of hospitality. To mm-hmm. be honest, um, there's not a you know, and I'm not saying this as a self-serving statement for us. There's not a a brand that I'm necessarily like super enamored with. Um, I just think in general, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm enamored with ambition and scale. So, um, which is, which is a funny thing to say as we're like small and so focused on our own little things, but I'll say to see, to see what, you know, you just referenced Saudi to see what they are building there is unbelievable. I mean, the, 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 like so many mega projects, giga projects all happening at once, really trying to, uh, you know, evolve this country and, and, you know, again, most simply put, just build, I think is really impressive. I think to see um, writer, you know, again, love or hate what's happened with like Hudson Yards and where we are with Manhattan West on the far west side of New York, I think is really amazing too. I love it. Lots of people love to hate on it, but I love it over there. And you're I probably do too. Awesome. I do too. It's look, it's big swings. And, you know, I, I think, um, how, how are we not going to, how, how else do we, I don't know. How do we have happy, um, unintended, like surprises and discoveries if we're not trying for big things? Like I, 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 I like this idea of like world building. We do it on a small scale, a small stage with, with our own individual properties, but I, I really do like seeing, you know, ambitious developers uh, really take swings. And that's in, in Saudi, I would encourage you to look at what they're doing with um, Duria gate, because mm-hmm. it's, it's actually thinking about this new type of urbanism in the middle East. Right. So like making almost like human scale village style walkable place, which I think is very interesting. Um, but you know, the, the flip side of that is, some of these explorations can sometimes feel like they're uh, made by consultants and with CAD renderings and sort of too much CGI. So we'll see, you know, where the stasis is. Yeah. I think my push with a lot of the Saudi stuff, which I'm inspired by and I want to succeed, I also want them to make sure that the, the public funds are not extinguishing entrepreneurship. There are the big elephants in the room. And I want to see a generation of Saudi entrepreneurs, hoteliers, et cetera, that kind of come up, right? Because so much capital is coming from the public side that you're starting to see, you know, um, you know, perhaps that's taking a lot of the air out of the room. But I think it's up for grabs. And also, I think that there's a lot of upside still within the, the, the UAE. I'm a big fan of, of Oman. I think it's probably the best introduction to the Middle East that, you know, a lot of people can have. So there's a lot of dynamism at play in a in a beautiful and interesting part of the world. And to your point about 
introducing your guests to places maybe they haven't been that's that's a that's a good that's a good point right you know it's like the henry ford quote about if i asked what my customers would want they would tell me you know and and leading the um leading the way so to yeah. speak i think that that's i think that that's really interesting yeah um, well perfect mike this has been awesome we've had a we've covered a lot of ground super appreciative of of the insights and you know i personally appreciate how hands-on you are with the details of building this brand there's a lot of people at your level that kind of delegate um and and, and aren't able to go from fifty thousand feet to the molecular level um which is the sign of a great hotelier so i appreciate that about you and thank you so much for joining us oh that's very kind colin thank you we're I'm a huge fan of skift i you know keep in touch with with the content you guys create. Um, and I've, I've always, uh, appreciated, uh, you know, our being able to being able to, uh, have these conversations. So thank you for the time and, uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Cool. Thank you. Join us for future Skift Ideas podcasts as we speak with the most creative and forward-thinking innovators in travel. As always, go to skift.com to stay up to date on the latest news and insights across the travel industry.